Leaders back, still travelling well, was Lindy Grace. Coming wide, the sky's the limit. Rockford Peach got a neck in front of Christmas, babe. Lindy uh, uh, Grace gets off the pegs and starts to run on. 29-8, third quarter. Rockford Peach, five metres. Lindy Grace is out after it from Christmas, babe. And then the sky's the limit in the straight, though. The leader is Rockford Peach from Lindy Grace. Then the sky's the limit. Rockford Peach, three metres. Lindy Grace is battling on strongly, but Rockford Peach is pulling out plenty. And Rockford Peach is too good. Rockford Peach has won it from Lindy Grace, second. Third placing to the sky's the limit. Fourth close, Shield Maiden. Rockford Peach takes out the final of the Breed for Speed series, this being the Bronze Series final for Lisa Miles, who is the trainer, driver, owner and part breeder of this horse. So she was absolutely over the moon. If you watch the replay, you can actually see that big smile come up on her face when she bounced to the semaphore board when she knew that she wasn't going to get beat. As expected, Christmas Babe found the front with Lindy Grace finding the leaders back. It looked out, that's how the uh, speed map would play out and it's exactly what happened. Rockford Peach lobbed the 1-1 and then as the Chook was making its move around the field, Lisa decided to pull out and go to the death seat. The Chook took that position that Rockford Peach left and got the one out, two back sit. Uh, the Chook in the Sky is the limit, made their run three wide at the half mile marker. Rockford Peach rolled to the front with about 300 metres to go and Lindy Grace extradited off the peg line at this point to set out after the leader. But Rockford Peach held her off comfortably to the line. Lindy Grace second and the Sky's the limit hit the line really well for third. One thing about this horse of uh, Donna Castles, you mentioned her horse before, all of them seem to sprint home extremely well and show that she's got a bit of high speed as you were talking about before Bronte the times in this race quickly they went two minutes point eight. First, the lead time sorry 7.2 seconds the first quarter 31.2 31.5 29.8 down the back dashed home in 29.4 and Rockford Peach was able to hold off the fast finishing Lindy Grace and Skies of Limit by 2.10 metres and 7.6 metres and uh, a bit of a gap further away to fourth. Yeah, that was such a good uh, performance from Rockford Peach to race in the chair and still win. It was a bit of a Queen Elida performance, but just in an easier <laughs> in an easier field. Um, it, it was a really nice run and it was great for Lisa Miles, to, like you said, to have that full owner, breeder, driver, trainer uh, connection there. And the interesting runner, I would say, is the Skies and the Limit sectionally. It had to cover an extra 26 metres. Uh, its national sulky rating was 158 and 3. It came home in 29.3, which converting that to a time, if it was to race on the fence, it would have come home in 28.7. So another one from Marie and John Caldo that is probably one to watch if they find a race where they have a little bit more luck in their barrier draws but all credit goes to Rockford Peach in this race it had to do it tough and it was just too good at the line yeah it was too good and the sky's the limit almost went into the little black book I'm, I, I just didn't quite put it in there it's sort of hard in an up to 55 to put it in it is only a rating 50 so we'll find an easier race than this I believe and we'll be winning Again, very soon, but uh, didn't quite make it into the little black book. We now move on to the lucky last race, race number 10, which was a Woodland Stud Trot. And this was taken out by a very nice trotter in Kiang Stuka. Here are the concluding stages. 
well. Tiang Stuka still travels well, the favourite, waiting on the run in the Garrard sprint lane. And then Romantic Nina, third quarter, 29-9. And it's in my dreams on the final turn in front. Tiang Stuka is awaiting the run. On the outside, one step ahead from High Point. In my dreams in front. Kiang Stuka is getting the run through now, though. Kiang Stuka got up on the pegs to go to the front. And Kiang Stuka is coming away from In My Dreams and one step ahead. And Kiang Stuka draws clear. Kiang Stuka won at about seven metres in my dreams. Third in goes to one step ahead. Then Race 10, the Woodland Stud Trot, taken out by Kiang Stuka. He was sent out favourite after impressive trial at Terang. Rolled straight to the front at the start and looked to have the race in his control. In My Dreams had to sit without cover as was expected, but then High Point made a move to the death seat. Charlie Borg did not want to hand up within my dream, so Kiang Stuka had no choice but to let him roll to the front and not get into a war first up from a spell. The Kiang Stuka, he was absolutely jog-trotting behind the leader, and he cruised through for an easy victory up the sprint lane. In My Dreams battled on well for second, and one step ahead was a great run for third after being three wide without cover the final 700 metres of the race, and it was a $41 pop, so that added plenty of value into the trifectas and first fours. But Kiang Stuka, he looked to have lengths on this field. They went a mile rate of just 21.2. The lead time was 47.8. First quarter, 30.8. Then 30.6, 30, and 29.5. Jason Lee barely even flinched on this horse, and he was just jog-trotting away from him. It looks to be another one in the Lee camp that's got a big future. Uh, they've got quite a few nice trotters there at the moment, and this one's adding to it, Bronte. Yeah, that was such a good drive of Jason Lee's to rate, to know that when he uh, had to hand up the lead, when the pressure came around, to know that he still would have made it to the sprint lane and he was looking after his horse. They obviously really like it and they're looking at the longevity uh, of of him. So it was a really good decision of Jason Lee's to hand up the lead and to know that he was still going to make it to the, be carried through to the sprint lane and he, he was just too strong on the line. The one horse that I... Every time I'm on Trot's Vision or I'm on radio and this horse is coming into a race, it's always the out, one of the outsiders or the outsider of the race and it sectionally performs so well and that's Romantic Nina. It only got beaten 10 metres but it had to cover an extra 26 metres in this run and its national sulky rating I think was the second best in this race. Uh, it, it Actually it was equal equal best with one step ahead sectionally. They Those two horses did perform the best uh, racing wider on the track and having to cover extra distance and I feel like if Romantic Nina does everything right it has luck and it finds an easier race or just a race where it gets a better barrier. I feel like this is the, a one horse that you should maybe have a few dollars ready to spend on if it, if it, if you think it's going to trot the whole way, because <laughs> I don't want to miss out when it finally does win it at value because it's, it's always putting in good runs. It is only an NR30, so surely they'll be able to find a very easy race for that horse soon. 
uh, as I said, one step ahead, the other roughie of the race who run third, I was really impressed with that run. Three wide without cover from the 700 metre mark and just kept coming down the home straight to just miss the leader by what, 0.6 of a metre um, off, off in my dreams who led. And then Kiang and Kiang stuck a one by 6.8 metres, but he probably could have made that, you know, 20 or 30 metres had he got serious and, and had clear open running. But uh, it was a great way to finish off a fantastic night's racing. Your highlight of the night, Bronte? Um, if I'm going to be biased, I'm going to say Penny's first race in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, I didn't know to, if you were going to throw that or not. <laughs> I had to. She's my little baby. She's like family. So she moved to Victoria with me when I moved here. And uh, yeah, it, it was special to see her race. We didn't. If she came last, my answer still would have been Penny. <laughs> no, I love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, Just Believes win was one thing. But uh, I tell you what, Dan Malecki's call was sensational. And we're so lucky to have a guy like Dan with the uh, Harness Racing Victoria team because he is one of the great race callers. And he made a special win become extra special with that call there Saturday night. He brought the excitement and uh, you just got to feel exactly what was happening right at the finish.